You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to What's the Lesson? We are your hosts. I'm Jill. And I'm Mary. (laughs) We're doing something for the first time today. We're recording in separate locations. So, you know, troubleshooting all the things that come along with first time things, which there are a lot of those within a podcast. You've heard us talk about it before, but what's going on, Jill? How are you doing today? I'm good. It is a Friday before Labor Day, and I'm feeling fall for some reason. I am ready to put out my fall decor. I'm feeling pumpkin spice. We're being inundated with pumpkin spice. (laughs) I'm ready for sweater weather, and it's still a hundred and some degrees here in Arizona, but I am feeling the pumpkin spice vibe, honey. Is that, okay, so I feel like you're one way or the other on this. Are you pumpkin spice pro? Yes, a thousand percent. So do you get like the lattes and the candles and, and, and? (laughs) No. Um, the lattes, yes, with minimal sugar and sweetener because it it's overwhelming. I I'm not a big candle pumpkin fan. Like I'm not a big vanilla fan. I don't like I don't like those type of scents. But I love the essence of what pumpkin spice does for me. I feel like we're around the corner from holidays, and <laughs> it just gets me so excited. That's funny. How are you? You're not going to Walmart buying like pumpkin spice <laughs> no. uh, trash can. No, <laughs> like liners. <laughs> liners. Okay. No way, Jose. But um, probably next time you come over, I mean, there might be some orange and red and yellow sprinkled throughout my house. Jill is the queen of decorating for holidays. It don't matter what holiday it is, there is decorations (laughs) out for said holiday, which I can really appreciate because I really don't do that. So to have somebody in my life, a place that I frequent a lot, do it, brings the holiday spirit out of me as well. It does. It does. Oh, good. I'm glad that you feel that when you come over. Um, I I got that from my mom. But how are you feeling today? I'm doing really well. Yeah, I'm ready to record some podcasts with you. So we've been talking a lot with our girls about KSAs, knowledge, skills, and abilities. 
We do it with our one-on-one girls. Jill went to a meeting with a volleyball team at Xavier last night, which is an all-girls prep school here in Phoenix that she's been working with for the past, what, five years now? Five years now. And that conversation was her kickoff conversation. So it feels like it's something that has been in and around our conversations over the last few Top of mind. We wanted to bring it to a conversation here on the podcast. So KSAs. Knowledge, skills, and attitude, abilities. abilities. Just kidding. But attitude attitude is part of it. (laughs) And I think what I want to start off with is knowledge, like having the knowledge around something doesn't necessarily create behavior change. And this is something that we learned within our life skills training. It was a big topic of discussion in our life skills training. It's like, just because I know cigarettes cause cancer doesn't mean that I'm going to stop smoking them. Full disclaimer, I don't smoke cigarettes. It's just a great <laughs> it's example. A really good, it's a really good example. Yeah. And I think that was when the light bulb moment went off for us. We were like, oh, this makes total sense. It's almost a formula that parents or girls can use in order to look at what they want to change and figure out what's stopping them. Absolutely. So you can almost picture it. We're going to formulate a little Venn diagram to give away as a freebie with this episode. You can picture it as like knowledge in one circle coinciding with skills in another, abilities that bottom circle, and in the middle of all three of those circles together is change. Mm -hmm. You can't have one without the other two and expect to create long-lasting change in your life. Mm -hmm. So, You can't have one without the other. (laughs) Sorry, that is... (laughs) Oh, you can't have two without the... Yes, um, it just made me think of... uh, What was that show? Love and marriage back in the day, getting off tangent. But this is how my brain works. I'm like, how do I make a song out of that? What were you? What question were you going to ask me about KSA? Tell me a little bit about your experience last night with this varsity volleyball team, who, by all intents and purposes, is the top of their game. Like you've been working with this team for five years now. They know some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So going into this new season with them. What was their um, concern? What was their coach's concern? And why was KSA something you brought up right out of the gate? Well, I think because they are, they're performing at a very high level. They are on this team. I mean, they are defending multiple times state champions. Over the last few years, they're going after that title. They've had some, some setbacks, but they're performing at a very high level, which says a lot about the coaching staff. It says a lot about the quality of the girls and the talent. That's all amazing. That goes into that that circle you were talking about, about skills. They have incredible skills to perform at a high level. So what I feel and what I felt was really important to talk about was how do we balance the two? Actually, three, but really when you look at the skills and the abilities, how do you balance those two in order to achieve the goal that they want to achieve this year, which is winning state? So we talked about, okay, they practice every single day. They practice on the weekends. They're juggling schoolwork. They're juggling their social life. They're they're doing a lot and performing at a very high level. But what's holding them back is their mindset. 
their confidence, their self-talk, their the bouts of doubt that they have. So how do we really hone in on the mindset while having them practice their skills constantly in practice and performing at high levels in games? How do we marry the two? How do we put in the same amount of reps that they do in practice when they serve, when they're getting coached with their mindset? So it has to be paralleled in order for them to take it to the next level. So you're saying that they might have the knowledge. They have the knowledge. They know how to play volleyball. They know how to communicate. I mean, they're working on their communication, but they know like, okay, when this ball is hit to me, I know which person needs to needs to be where. Like they know the court. They know that that type of knowledge. Okay. So what about the knowledge of self-talk, of confidence? So they know that that is something that is important, but knowing how to practice it and implement it when Mm -hmm. it matters is something they're missing. Correct. So they might have the knowledge. They might have the skills. They might have the ability, but they need to have the ability to put all three of those things together. And that's what's lacking. Absolutely. And then that's the feeling of flow. And like, that's what we talked about. Like, how, what, what does that feeling of flow feel like? And a lot of them were saying it's when we're having fun, but we're winning. It's when everything is going right. It's when the game goes by really quickly. There's not a lot of mistakes. That's when they feel most confident. That's when they feel in flow. And then on the flip side of that, it's like, well, what happens when you don't feel like you're in flow? And what do you think they said? It feels hard. Games drag on. We lose. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. I mean, the amount of words that were expressed in that question was crazy. I mean, we filled up probably three minutes worth of negative emotions and feelings and coming down on ourselves versus filling the space with what it felt like to be in flow. It was really interesting how quickly girls were able to be like, oh, I know what it feels like to feel this versus knowing what it feels like to feel in flow. Well, that's science and that's a total Mm -hmm. different topic for another podcast, but naturally our brains tend to go more towards the negative side of things than they do the positive side of things. So it's not a surprise to me that they were able to come up with an abundance of negative feelings rather than how they wanted to feel when they were in flow. But that's the switch, right? We want them to switch that on so they're able to revert to what they know that positive feeling is when they are winning. Their second nature reaction is to go towards the positive as opposed to the negative. That's what this work is for. Exactly. Right. So in this conversation with this team, I mean, we could say it all day long. What are the action steps that go towards combining all three of those concepts to be in what you just determined as flow. Mm-hmm. Where we started and what I want to share on this podcast today is like, without a doubt, you have to be able to identify when you're experiencing those thoughts. So having self-awareness is going to be the key to unlock how you can quickly change from overwhelmed to focused, from feeling stressed to feeling excited. 
But if you don't have that awareness to catch it quickly, it can ruin one play. It can ruin two plays. It can ruin how you show up the entire game. It's like I've got a thread on my sweater and I'm yes. like, I'm just going to pull this off. Oh, and it's like, I, oh, oh, my God. Now you're I wearing no a, a crop top. <laughs> yeah. And that you're uh-huh. not kidding. Like it can unravel that quickly. And we've worked with several girls individually at Xavier within golf, in volleyball, in soccer, who have struggled with this concept in particular, where it's like, I hit a bad shot, or I didn't serve it well, or I missed a shot on goal, and the rest of my game was awful. And why is that? Because they can't get out of their own head after that. So how do we compartmentalize that one bout of negative self-talk in order to play the rest of the game at your highest level? And it is, I agree, the self-awareness piece in this is key to all of that because if you can't catch what's going on inside your own head, of course you're going to let the game overrun you. Of course you're going to let that one bad play take over and create 10 more bad plays because you can't get out of your own way. Right. So I learned this once at a personal development conference. And when you feel that, especially if you're an athlete, and we can even use an example of when you're not performing in a sport. We can talk about that as well. But this tool that I shared with them, because there's 15 girls on on a team. So maybe one girl is in her head and at least she has 14 others to be like, hey, hey, snap out of it, right? So actually, I'm going to I'm going to talk about two tools that I shared with them. One, and we've talked about this before, is talking about what a mistake is. A mistake is just a missed take. You get to take two. It's a redirection if you look at it that way versus, like you said, Mirror, making yourself wrong for it, calling yourself an idiot, having all sorts of negative conversations in your head, the the negative self-talk. But if you can just say, hey, it's all right. Hey, me, Jill, I made a mistake. It doesn't make me a failure. It just means that I made a mistake in that moment. It was just a mistake. My bad. Let's try again. So having that quick conversation of like, oh, okay, no big deal. Take two. Or like if you need a physical wake-up call, you just say, same you. You clap your hands and you say new mood. Same you, new mood. And in that moment, whether you want to believe it or not, that is your wake-up call. That's your cue to choose again. To choose again, that's my, one of my favorite things. Everyone in the office that I work at now says it because I've implemented it as just something I say on a daily basis because it can be very easy to get stuck in a rut. And Mm -hmm. as we're talking about what our brain loves to do, it loves to take the easy path to snap out of a mood, to change from negative to positive. That's hard. That is not the path of least resistance. It takes effort. It takes awareness. It takes you physically doing something to choose again. And when those factors are a part of the decision that needs to be made, your brain doesn't want to do that because it's not easy. Right. So, I mean, I love both of those. And an example that I give to our girls all the time in conversation is something that recently happened to me. Um, I just moved into a new space. So I've been renovating 
and I was going to paint the cabinet. So I was going to literally pop the top off for the first time. I was going to give it that initial coat such of a paint. DIYer. <laughs> I'm really not. And this is why this went south really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had the tray to pour the paint into and it was hanging off the edge of the counter by just a little bit. Didn't even notice. So I went to pour the paint in the paint tray and it spilled everywhere. I'm not even kidding you guys. White paint everywhere on the floor, on me, on the counters. And I immediately, my first reaction was, you are such an idiot. And I said it out loud to myself, by myself, in my space. And I stopped immediately. I, no joke, I stopped immediately. And I said, no, you're not. That was an accident. What to Jill's just point, it was a mistake. I got to take two. And luckily, the ground was all epoxy. So the paint came off really easily. Obviously, I had to take a shower to get it off of me. Um, I was painting the cabinets anyway. So I just considered it to be, you know, a, a helper. But it's like, if we're not aware of that, when we say those negative things to ourselves, we can start to believe it. How many yes. times have you said those things to yourself over time, where you now think, hi, my name is Mary, and I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love that example, Mary, that a mistake doesn't mean that it's going to just get better immediately. Like you had to like your thought changed immediately, but it took you about probably 30 minutes to clean it up. A mistake might take a while to clean up. But as you're cleaning up the mistake, you're not berating yourself. You're not going down the spiral of why you're so stupid. And I, of course, this happened to me. Every <laughs> thing in my life happens to me. Well, you know? And then I'm bringing up examples from 1992 <laughs> of when I spilled something at home. Totally. And then I got out, like, that's what we do as humans. And that's why we then go down the narrative of I am an idiot. Right. When if I can catch it in that moment, I'm so thankful that I've put in so much work towards my mental well-being and my self-talk that I was able to, bam, no, you're not. No, you're not. Why would you talk to yourself like that? This Was this a stupid thing? Absolutely. Does it make you an idiot? No. Mm -mm. I love that. So, and I'm going to have fun cleaning it up. You know, I'm going to put on some music and I'm going to get to work. <laughs> yes. I did not have fun cleaning it up. However, it was nice to know that it wasn't permanent. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Say that again. It's not permanent. My mistake was not permanent. Right. And you get to decide that. Yeah, absolutely you do. So you it's like if you, have a, if you have a bad serve, it's not permanent. Right. Your college recruiters aren't going to look at your first game, your freshman year, and be like, she hit the net on her first serve. Yeah. Get her out of here. Totally. She's not to the level of what we need on our team. No way. Well, and guess what? When you're hiring for jobs, when you are looking at colleges, those recruiters, those bosses, they want well-rounded employees, which means you've made mistakes and you've learned from them and you've grown from them. So in that, I would say today's a really great day to go out there and make a mistake. Oh, I was just going to say redefine what failure looks like so that when it happens and you notice it, you have a different choice. You get to choose. Is it a positive self-talk? 
Is it negative self-talk? Like you get to decide that. And that really was my message of, okay, in order for all of these to be in flow and for you to feel change, you have to choose wisely. You're the driver of your own bus. If you want to show up and be confident, you have to put in the reps. All of this is reps. So if you want to be an amazing soccer player, golfer, volleyball player, you hire the best coaches to have them teach you the sport. But if you don't match how hard you put in the time to learn the sport with your mindset, there's a massive, massive gap there that can take you to the next level. And this isn't just for athletes. This goes for all girls. Everyday people. Everyday people. And you're right. That I mean, that's the one thing that brings those three circles together. So self-awareness, your self-talk, and having the ability to choose again. Absolutely. And this is your moment. Okay, what's not working in my life? Or what do I want more of? Okay, in my knowledge, in my skills, in my ability, what needs to change? What do I need to work on to put in the reps in order to seek the change? Well, if you don't ask yourself those questions, you'll never know. Exactly. You'll continue to engage in the same behavior, which will get you the same result. Ooh, so I think, I think that's called something. It is. There's a definition <laughs> for it in Webster's, of course. <laughs> Lunacy, something like that. Crazy. So we're interested to hear if you've asked yourself some of those questions and if you've implemented any of the strategies that we've talked about in today's episode. Um, We'll have our freebie linked in the show notes. And as always, we'd love to hear your biggest takeaways to see you share our stuff on social media with people who you think it might positively affect. And until next time, you guys, we'll see you on What's the Lesson. Bye. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship. (laughs) 